Yo, what is going on, everyone? You are back with us for another episode of Locker Room Talk with Chris and Michael. This is episode 19. You know, we're almost at the 20 episode mark, which we got a very exciting announcement for you guys next week for episode 20. Um, so, yeah, man, this should be an exciting show with a wide variety of topics covered uh, amongst a few different sports. I will say, though, that this will be a kind of soccer heavy show where we're right in the thick of things for the Champions League, the round of 16, started today. So make sure you guys go check it out. If you don't watch soccer, listen up, take some notes, go watch some highlights. Yeah, man, before we do that, make sure you guys follow us on our show's Twitter account at LRT Podcast 20. And until then, let's bring in Michael. Let's get it rolling. What's up, man? You ready? Hell yeah. Ready to do this again, bro. Another week, another episode. Another week, another episode. How many episodes are we in now? This is 19. Woo! Almost at the 20 milestone. That's good, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, it's been fun. This should be another fun one. I know. All right, yeah. let's go, man. Um, so we got to start off with uh, the Champions League. So let's start off with the Champions League. Uh, I'm excited. You know, we finally got the Champions League returning with a round of 16 kicking off today. Um, just as a little brief refresher for, for our listeners, if they're not uh, familiar with the Champions League. So it's a knockout style tournament or league that is built up um, of the best clubs in the world. you got to qualify for it by finishing in the top four of your of your league. Um, so it's filled with all the big name clubs. And usually there's some sleepers that sneak in there every year as well. Um, we're officially down to the 16 remaining teams. So uh, these two teams pl- uh, play against each other one home game one away game whoever scores more goals um, advance to the next round so uh, with that being said uh, today's matches were great so let's go ahead and break them down um, I want I want to take a little bit of a different approach today so mm-hmm. um, let's let's do like our our thoughts going into the game and then our thoughts like during and after the game so uh, today's you know today's matches the first one um, we had the, the tough German side in, in Red Bull Leipzig um, and uh, taking on your squad, Liverpool, man. So mm-hmm. go go ahead and give me your, your thoughts like before the match and then um, during or after. So so before the match, I kind of I kind of saw this coming, you know, because uh, as we all know, like Liverpool has been kind of an off has been kind of having an off stretch in uh, the, the premier. Right. Right. So, and you know, they fell out of the top I think they're in six right now, so they're not even in Champions League um, rematching like qualifiers. So I um, I was looking at this like, okay, you know what? They're not gonna let two tournaments slip away. You know, two important tournaments, one the Prem, one the Champions League. You know, right? And you know they won. They just won the Champions League two years ago. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're gonna get knocked down in the round of sixteen. So I kind of took it as all right. You know what? They're gonna win. I don't know what the score will be, but I told myself they're going to win this game because they're not going to go lose for like four straight games in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been rough. So I think Jurgen Klopp had a, you know, they, they switched the chip and they were like, all right, let's go out and win it. Because look, man, when you have uh, Sadio Mane, uh, Salah, and you have Roberto Firmino up top, that's, that's, a, deadly, that's a deadly trio. Mm-hmm. You know? They're all three are, are world class, um, you know, attackers. Uh, they got the speed, they got the control, and what I saw was what I was what I um, was expecting. I was expecting a win by Liverpool. I didn't know it was going to be two zero, but I was expecting them to win. 
Now going into the, do you want me to go into the game now, or should you uh, you want to? Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and like yeah? analyze okay. everything. So after watching the game, all right, cool. You know, Red Bull, Red Bull has is a good team. You know, they don't have big flashy names, uh, big flashy stars, but they have a lot of players who are starters on their national teams. Uh, but and they're just gritty, like they're gritty, they're fighters. It's that team, you know, that never gets the recognition. You know, it's always uh, it's always uh, Bayern Munich or it's either Dortmund. Um, but Red Bull has been has been it has been on the come up for the last couple of uh, seasons. So they also have for all those U.S. national team fanatics out there, they do have Tyler Adams, mm-hmm. who was a starter in the midfield today. Um, and they attacked. You know, they didn't. They were missing their their star forward and Paulson. Um, but they they're attacked. You know, they control the ball well. They know how to cross. Uh, Angelino is is you know he played for City at one point. Yeah. Uh, he he be crossing the balls all the way in. So him and Danny Yomos, you know, they got that little connection going. Um, were definitely attacking. They were putting pressure on Liverpool. And there was a point where I was like, damn, man, is Liverpool going to lose this game too? But no, I mean, airs in the back. Uh, you can tell that that Upamecano um, um, news about, about him leaving Red Bulls and going to Bayern uh, kind of affected them because they were kind of off in the back. You know, two, right. two defensive airs, uh, which, you know, Salah and... And Sadio Mane is gonna just, you know, they're gonna, they're not gonna let that go to waste. They're gonna, they're gonna score those goals. So overall, I think it was a good game. You know, it, it is what I expected before the game, and it, I think it was a good away uh, score uh, result for Liverpool because that way they get, they can just kind of lay back a little bit when they go back to Liverpool. You know, they scored the two the two away goals, so they're sitting good right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I was uh, kind of like the same thing too. But um, I mean, I will say though that going into it, honestly, like I really didn't have a clear cut favorite. Mm. I mean, like you said, Liverpool, they, you know, they've been having their issues on the field and everything, um, especially the way they got dismantled by Leicester City over mm-hmm. the weekend, which is a completely different story. But, you know, like you said, they're sitting at sixth. Um, and even though Leipzig is only, you know, a few a few points behind Bayern in the Bundesliga, you know, they I feel like they've been having trouble scoring the ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not to mention uh, both of their games are away in this round of 16 due to the strict border regulations, you know, mm-hmm. for the coronavirus in, in Germany. Um, so I was rooting for, for Leipzig. But to be honest, I feel like it was really just anyone game, anyone's game to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I was feeling going into it. I was unsure. Um, I think you, you summed it up pretty well. Um, I feel like. Leipzig, you know, they play like that physical, like you said, nitty gritty, nitty gritty, aggressive style play, which is a huge reason for their success in the Bundesliga. I mean, honestly, bro, they're probably one of the best defensive teams in mm-hmm. Germany right now, um, if not the world. But that wasn't the case today. Like you said, I think Liverpool kind of like countered that aggressiveness. And I think that was because of uh, of Jurgen Klopp. And, you know, he said, we, we did a good time. We did a good job uh, battling that. So um, they put that pressure. And like you said, bro, Mane and Salah are two world-class finishers that are not going to miss those when you when you just present them with those kind of opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like I said, yeah, Leipzig is just the opposite right now. You know, the good thing is, you know, they, they have multiple people that can score the ball. But the bad thing is literally like none of them are doing it right now none at this moment. Do you think that not having a, an actual home game affected them? I think so, you know. I think I think it it, it is it is affecting because you know even though like we know there's no fans, right? Right. It's like at least they know their 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 stadium, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, with the Super Bowl, you know. Like yeah, there was people. There wasn't a lot of people, 
Right. Uh, but Tampa Bay, they, they knew their stadium, you know, they knew everything, uh, you know, they're walking out the tunnel or whatever. That's kind of the same thing in soccer. You know, in soccer, they have their own personalized tunnels, mm-hmm. you know, so they know they, they feel the arena, they feel the locker room, you know, the drive up to the stadium. Uh, and maybe that's some psychological issue that kind of affected them. And it was kind of a neutral game today, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I think it's tough to say too, but I would probably vote yes. Like it's like you said, it's behind closed doors, but um, I think it's still a deciding factor because you know, like they had to travel and it was a foreign place, just like you said. You know, it's not like that that familiarity is not there. Mm-hmm. So I think that honestly could be a huge deciding factor, bro, because they're going down 0-2 to Anfield. So you know, and Liverpool already has two away goals in their bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say though that anything could happen because you know Liverpool they 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 did give up some key chances for they Leipzig did. and you know and they just weren't able to put it in the back of the net. Um, I think if Leipzig would have put away that header early in like in the opening mm-hmm. minutes, I think it would have been a completely different game. Oh yeah, uh, but they just could not finish. And after that, I think Liverpool was just pretty much dominant. Um, I will I will say though that if I'm on the outside looking in, like um, if I'm a different team. I'm not necessarily scared to face Liverpool right now in the next round. What do you think? Uh, you know what? I agree. And if you really think about it, they're really playing without their essential starting center backs. You know, I think that yeah. today they play with Jordan Henderson as a center yeah. back. Yeah, you did. Know, who is not a center back. You know, he's a center midfielder. Uh, he did relatively good, but when they play a more like a, a, a more high-skilled team, I'm not saying Red Bull's not high-skilled, but when they play in a, a team who have their starting attack, um, that could be costly when you know they have a midfielder playing defense. Right. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like history repeats itself when Barcelona were kind of running out of uh, were running out of defenders. They put Mascherano in back there, mm-hmm. and teams were just blowing right by him. Yeah, he was lost. He was lost. You know, so maybe this was a little scary. Maybe they can get somebody back um, for the next game, which is I think it's like in the two weeks, maybe three. Yeah, two or three weeks they play back at Anfield. So, um, yeah, I mean, unless, you know, the forwards got to make up for the, for the lack of defense, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if if the, if Liverpool gives up one or two goals, like I'm expecting uh, Mane, Firmino, and Salah to score at least three or four. Right. Because I know they could do it. But they got to just like, as long as it's not psychological and their defense just gets blown out. Like you said, that if they would have scored that early that early header – that would have just changed everything because, you know, Red Bull would have been running this momentum where, like, dude, we can score. They don't have a defender, yep. you know? So who yeah, knows? They had, they had their chances, too. They did. So. They did. And if it wasn't for Allison making some key stops. Yeah, he did. You know, it could have been, like you said, it could have gone either way. Yeah, I, I thought, like, for going into it, it was like I couldn't pick a winner. Uh, but, I mean, I just feel like right now, I think Leipzig is missing all those goals from Timo Timo Werner, bro. Oh, dude, he was he was putting them away for them, and you know now he's in Chelsea. So now he's in <laughs> Chelsea, not performing. Exactly, it's the change of scenery, man. That's that's the Premier League for you. Yeah, how hard it is, but uh, yeah, let's see what happens in the second leg. Um, I, I really think it's it's already in the bag for Liverpool, but mm-hmm. we'll definitely see how it's going in t- in two weeks or so. Um, let's head over to PSG versus Barca, though. So um, I'll, I'll go first on this one. So heading in, heading into this one, you know, I, I heard that, you know, Barca was like the clear-cut favorite. And honestly, I was unsure of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I know it's not the same team with Neymar and Di Maria being injured, you know, but they still got star power with, with Icardi and Mbappe, Verratti, you know, they still got some supporting players as well. So, uh, and we all know that Barca has been having a struggle since this whole messy charade, you know, unfolded. Right. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're top three in La Liga, I think right now. Uh, but, you know, we've discussed like what kind of league that is in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, going in, I was expecting a tie. I, I had a tie going in. Yeah, so I mean, I I don't know. I, I touched on this. I don't know how many times. I I kind of feel like a broken record to be honest at this point. But Barca just looks so uninterested, man. Mm-hmm. I just feel like like it, this is officially the knockout stage, and they look like they didn't even care to be honest. Oh, even yeah. even when Messi scored the PK, I don't know if you noticed, like they all ran up to him and they were all juiced, and he was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I scored yeah. the PK, no big deal. And, and to be honest, bro, PSG was a complete opposite. You know, they they were on the road, but like, you couldn't even tell. Mm-mm. So you know they came out electric. You could tell they wanted to win. Um, for that, I got I got to give credit to uh, uh, Pochettino. Oh yeah, for getting his squad to come out firing on all, all cylinders, even with those injuries that I mentioned. Um, for me, obviously, killing Mbappe was the X factor. Oh, I mean, shit, yeah. <laughs> need I say more, dude? I mean, we all know how special that dude is. Um, but yeah, I, I really have to harp on Barca. Bro. I just feel like they were not emotionally invested in the game. I, Realistically, I feel like it should have been like six to one or more. Uh, oh, definitely. So, do you think that 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 could be Ronald uh, Koeman at that fault? I think it could be Ronald Koeman. I mean, it has to be Ronald Koeman because right? he's the one who puts the players out there. Um, I was looking at the lineup for uh, you know the game, and I was like, "Wow, dude! Like, who was we? Who would be a, a playmaker? You know, I'm looking at the team and." It's like, okay, Messi obviously is a clear cut, right? And you got Griezmann, who till this day has not been able to perform to the standards that I, that, you know, that we are accustomed to seeing him as. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was at Real Sociedad, killer. When he was at Atletico Madrid, killer. Yeah. He just joins Barca, and now it's just like, he's just another, you know, he's just one of the 10 behind Messi. I feel like it's kind of like the same thing with, with Hazard, bro, in, in Madrid. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know, and you can tell like age is starting to get to the team, bro. Oh yes, definitely. Busquets, bro, cannot hustle back anymore. If they don't have the possession, bro, and they're gonna play fast players like um, shit. Just look at the top three. You know, Mbappe is 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 all speed. Moise Keane was all speed. Icardi, you know, he's not that fast, but he can get behind the defense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so you know, you know, Busquets is getting old. Um. Who else is getting old? I'm talking about Piquet's getting – he's getting beat, you know? Yep. The, I mean, he was out for a while, but – Yeah, he was. But did you see the picture of him, like, pulling on Mbappe's shirt? Yeah. So he's getting he's getting left in the dust. Jordi Alba, as as fast as he is, bro, he's also getting old. It's, it's getting to him. Exactly. Um, we know Messi is probably, you know, is top two best players uh, in the world right now. But even then, you know, he's not he's not sprinting like he used to. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just like a little floater. He's still making plays when he has to, right? But I'm looking at the other like supporting cast. Like, what does Frankie De Jong bring? You know, what does Dembele, who's in my opinion still hasn't you know performed to the same exact uh, as we were like, oh damn, look at this guy, they're bringing right. him from Dortmund, still hasn't performed. Um, and then like Sergio Dest, like they're they're trying to. Compare him to Dani Alves, bro. No, 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 no. no man. I mean, he's shown some promise, but not Dani Alves. No. Yeah, he's not Dani Alves, you know. And to be honest, the best player on that team, aside from Messi, 
and keeps them in the game is is Ter Stegen. Yes, dude. I mean, I, I honestly never really was like the biggest fan of Ter Stegen. I felt like he was a bit overrated, but mm-hmm. as of the last, I was I would say like the last year or so, he's changed my mind, dude. He's been playing great. He's been playing good. And he he's easily the second best player on that team. If it isn't for him, bro, like they would lose games. Yeah. If it isn't, it wasn't for him. Um, but like I said, like watching the my expectations before the game, watching in, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be tight. I think Barca's gonna win. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought Barca was gonna win because they were missing Neymar. But this goes to show, like PSG doesn't really need Neymar. Um, yeah. And they give a little bit more liberty to Mbappe. And it goes to show, look, without without Neymar, they gave the ball a little bit more to Mbappe, and Mbappe did his thing. So, I mean, it's very hard. I don't see, I don't see another. Um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Another comeback like we saw a couple years ago when you know Barca. Oh yeah, came back just, on PSG. Yep. They don't have the same players. They they just don't. They look they look slow. They look tired. Messi looks fed up, like you mentioned with the PK. He kind of just looks like whatever. I'm just trying to get through this season so I can either stay or get the fuck out of here. Yep. That's what that's what you see. That's the energy that he's given off. Um, you know, the younger players like uh, like Pedri and you know, Ricky Puig and like um I'm trying Fati. to see the other Fati, Trin, uh, Trincao. Yeah. You know, those guys are like you know, Junior Firpo. You know, these guys are like the new blood of Barca, but they're not what we're accustomed to seeing. They're not a Xavi. They're not Iniesta. They're not an in-prime Messi. Yeah. You know? They're not a Pique or they're not a, a, a Puyol. You know, they're not the same players. And they may be able to get there, but... Yeah. Because, I mean, arguably, Barca is, like, one of the best academies in the world. Of course. Um, and these guys are coming through it, you know? So, I like. I think it just goes back to, like, what you said, bro. I feel like it's it's a little bit of... I say, like, 50-50. It's a little bit of cumin, but then it's also the club, bro. Because some, the club's mm-hmm. got to be a whole, held accountable because, like you said, these players that we, you were naming, Piquet, Alba, Busquets, but they dish out these huge contracts to them. Mm-hmm. And they gave those guys, like, five-year contracts. And, you know, we've we, like you said, we've sort of seen the downfall in... I feel like really outside of Messi and at times the flash of Griezmann, you know, the the players that look the best are these young guys that we just named that are coming mm-hmm. to the academy. I mean, just imagine, dude, like if Neymar and them weren't hurt, it could have been like eight to one. It, it could have been another Bayern Munich from last season. Yep. So and it uh, has to be something that has to be done. I, I think honestly, Barca just needs to go into rebuild mode. You know, they're going to have to sell some guys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they may struggle for a while, but I think that's just what it's going to take. And that's another reason why I don't see Messi staying. No, you're absolutely right. And I was like, you know what? Like you said, they're going to have to go into rebuild. And the the Barca for the next five to ten years are not going to be pretty. Mm-mm. You know, they're not going to be the contenders that we're used to seeing. Especially if Messi leaves. If Messi leaves, bro, I'm not going to be watching the La Liga anymore like I used to. Right. You know, I honestly haven't really been keeping up with La Liga that much. Me either. Because it's not fun anymore. Yeah, like, since Cristiano left, bro. Since like, Cristiano's left, it's kind of like, eh. Hazard's like on the bench the whole time. He's always hurt. Yep. Uh, it's only fun to see Sergio Ramos, you know, go at it with Messi. But other than that, bro, it's not as entertaining as it used to be. It's not. It would be cool to see Messi go. I mean, if Messi goes to, you know, we're all talking about like uh, PSG or we're talking – but. Think about it. Does PSG really need Messi though? 
That's what I'm saying. You already got Mbappe and Neymar. Like, I don't think they need him. He can probably go to City, but the City really need. Yeah, him? that's the thing. And you know what? I was thinking about too. Like, okay, I'm wondering. Like, is this is this like whole nonchalant style of play from Messi? Is this just like because he's fed up, or is it just because this is you know he's getting older and he's getting towards the end? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, bro, City like the style of play that they play, the the style of of you know like fierceness that the Pep requires from that squad. Mm-hmm. Messi does not look like he fits right now. He doesn't. You got to be going all in on all cylinders at all times on City. Exactly. And for all the soccer followers that are listening, if you guys are keeping up with the print, um, Pep Guardiola has benched Kunagüero. He hasn't been a starter. Right. Because he doesn't keep up with the pace. Mm -hmm. So this this is a hot take, but I I think Messi follows in the footsteps of Ronaldo and joins Inter. You think so? I think he joins Inter. He and bro, Serie A is gonna boost up like it was in the like nineties and eighties, yeah. bro. Yep. Like right now, Serie A, you know, it's it's nitty gritty. You know, it's not a high scoring uh, games. Um, you you probably get like a, a one zero or two zero two yeah. one kind of game. Uh, not very goal but it's, a lot, it's very uh, competitive and it's very uh, physical. But I can see Messi going to a team like Inter, and then just meeting up against Cristiano again for one last time. I mean, shit, that would be that's a hot take, though. But I, I, I could see it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, he might want to try and prove everyone, you know, how they say Ronaldo did it in the Premier League and everything. But uh-huh. so that's why I kind of see the city fit. But I would not be upset if he if he chose to go to Italy, right? That would be sick, honestly. Him, yeah, meeting up with uh, Cristiano again. I think that would be sick. He's sick, and then like you said, Inter is like it's not like one of the top destinations for players. So it's not like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they but they've been making noise, uh, you know, in the past couple of years they've been making noise. They said they've been trying to get Messi for quite a while now. So who knows what what can happen? Yeah, um, yeah. But that'll be another interesting topic to stay on too. Once once this this is over with Messi, mm-hmm. um, what about tomorrow's game though, bro? Let's go. Let's give some uh, predictions. Who you got? So first we got uh, Juve at Porto. So what do you got going on there? You know what? That's a good one. And, uh, you know, I'm going to state the obvious. I think Juve wins. Hmm. But I'm going to want the upset because of uh, Jesus Tecatito Corona. I want him to, you know, even if I I, I do see Porto losing this year, um, you know, but I hope he does good. Right. You know, I want Porto to maybe, maybe it's the first leg. Maybe they'll tie. but I see Juve just taking over this game tomorrow. I see Ronaldo doing his thing as he as he always does in the Champions League. And I say they win this one. I want to say three one tomorrow. Okay. So so Juve wins this one tomorrow. Um, Juve is just strong. That they they're they're strong. They're physical. Um, they're fast. They have good people off the bench. Um, Porto, I haven't really been keeping up with Porto aside from Tecatito Corona, but, you know, they can probably fight. You know, they did tie, I think, City in, during the during the the group stage, but I, I just feel like the, uh, Juventus is too much for Porto at this time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You? Yeah, I, I think I think this one should be all, should be all Juve. Um, to be honest, though, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Porto gives them a bit of a fight uh, mm-hmm. just because Juve's dealing with all the injuries. You know, they got Dybala, Cuadrado. Mm-hmm. I think Ramsey and Bonucci still out, too. Um, you know, so I think it's going to be 
up to two people, bro. So first, I think it's going to be up to Ronaldo to, you know, to be, like you said, mm-hmm. to be who he is. He, uh, I think he has uh, all time in the Champions League, like 62 goals in 66 games mm-hmm. in the knockout stage only. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so just continue what he does best and uh, that's scoring goals. But then I'll say we're, we're, uh, the next person is not a player, bro. It's going to be up to uh, Pirlo. I feel like he needs to step up, bro, and be the leader and, like, motivate his guys, you know, the same way he did all those years when he was on the pitch, too. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I think it could be interesting because, uh, you know, Porto did well in the group stage, um, but the knockout stage has not always been the kindest to them. So I I think it's going to be Juve tomorrow. Um, Also, another uh, note that I think uh, Morata has really been benefiting from from Cristiano, bro. So mm-hmm. he's been able to score a little bit more. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say uh, Juve 2-1 tomorrow. Okay. 2-1. 2-1. Do you see – I, I kind of feel this comparison. I feel a comparison like Pirlo is to Juve, like Steve Nash is to Brooklyn. Yeah, like he's not like necessarily that type of player that needs to be in your ear all the time, but like he's wise and, you know, he's got that knowledge and he's just mm-hmm. – he's like very recently removed from the game. Yes. So that's a, that's a really good comparison, actually. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we got the next game for tomorrow. You got Dorman at Sevilla, bro. What you got going on there? So I'm actually more excited for this game than I am for the Juventus game. Yeah. Because, you know, Sevilla's been good, bro. Uh, Lopetegui has been holding on to this team. I think they've won, have, I think they've won like nine straight games, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. They're on fire, right? Now, can they transition that to the Champions League? We know what they can do in the Europa League. But can they do it in the Champions League? Exactly. You know, they have the team. Like, they have the skill power. They just signed good old Papu Gomez. Yeah. Who played for – oh, but I don't think he can play, though, because he played with Atalanta in the Champions League. So, he might not be – he might not be uh, available. But I really like Sevilla, and I really hope they can knock out Dortmund. Because, honestly, Dortmund, it's been years after years, where they've just been a disappointment. Yeah. You know, they got Haaland, and they got, like, a, you know, the American guy, Gio Reyna. <laughs> But other than that, bro, I mean, I don't see like they're they're a disappointment when they're when they have the ability to win, they lose. Yeah, they kind of blow it, you know. And that's why I feel like if you bring it back a couple a couple minutes, like I like I like Red Bulls over Dortmund in the in the in the in the German league. Oh, definitely. So I'm kind of so I'm very excited to see what Dortmund comes out with tomorrow. I hope Sevilla wins this one. I really want Sevilla to win because, like, I want them to do it at the Champions League level. You know, they're always top-notch in the Europa League. Can they do it at the Champions League level? So I'm hoping Sevilla wins tomorrow. And I think I'm going to go out on a limb here. And it's going to be close. It's going to be 3-2 Sevilla tomorrow. 3-2? Okay. It's going to be shootout. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this one's definitely, like, a crucial moment for, for Dortmund. You know, they're struggling in the Bundesliga right now. They're on the verge of not qualifying for the Champions League next season. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I feel like they could possibly use this game as motivation to try and get them fired up and make a, you know, to use momentum to try and do good in, in the, in these two legs. And that will amp them up to push for that fourth spot in the Bundesliga. Right. Right. Um, they, I think they do have Dortmund favored. Uh, but mm-hmm. like you said, Dusevi has been in good form. They got a very, very good squad. So I think you could say it's up for grabs. Um, possibly I'm leaning towards Sevilla as well, you know, um, I think if Dortmund win, what what it's going to take for them to win, should I say, is they, they're going to need their vets like, you know, Matt Hummels and Marco mm-hmm. Royce to step up mm-hmm. and, and kind of guide those teams because they do have a lot of young players too. 
They do. Um, so I think those guys are the X factors. They're make it or break it for Dortmund. Um, Sevilla, on the other hand, though, they look solid, dude. It's it, it's going to be a tall task for Dortmund. I will say, even though they're mm-hmm. they're the favorites, um, they've been Sevilla has been really good defensively. Um, they they've just been looking dominant, you know, in recent games. So I think they take this. Um, I'm going to say Sevilla two zero. Ooh. So uh, I mean, it's it's going to be. I mean, they're they're at home, so. And like we I, said, Dortmund is struggling right now. They are, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a really good game tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, so that that that's this week's Champions League. I think in for for like time sakes, we could unravel these games as they as they unfold, you know, like as far as like the next week and stuff. We could touch on that weeks. Um, but yeah, so that that pretty much wraps it up for this week's uh, Champions League talk. I wanted to really briefly cover on two other quick topics for the show. Yeah. Um, I want to discuss a little M- NBA news. So we brought it up briefly in last week's episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to touch base on it this week. So, like we said, the NBA All Star Game. Um, the last the last time we touched on it, I, I think it was actually maybe two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this was just a possibility, and as of now, I, I'm pretty sure it's actually happening. So from what I've what I've heard, the All Star Game or All Star Weekend, what you whatever you call it, is going to be March seventh in Atlanta. Um, so like like you mentioned, there there was a big name who was not too fond of this idea, and now we got multiple big names. Um, to name a few, we got LeBron was the guy we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Now you got Giannis on board, you got Kawhi, and you got Carmelo Anthony. Those are just to name a few. Those are like the mm-hmm. like the four big names. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this? You th- are you siding with the players? Are you siding with the league? You think there should be an All Star game or weekend? You know what? I'm siding. I'm siding with the players on this one, man. Because if they told them from the get like, hey, there's gonna be no, um, there's gonna be no All Star game. Because uh, like honestly, the All Star game is for the fans, right? For the people to enjoy there, uh, for them to go. I mean, look, we can love it and everything, but. It's not going to be the same, right. okay? And especially if, if the league from the beginning and, the, uh, you know, the NBA Players Association, they agree, like, oh, you know, we're not going to have all-star way. Enjoy that with your family, you know, recover, whatever. Um, it's it's definitely um, something that they, they were probably looking forward to. Right. Uh, and now you kind of strip that away, and it's like, hey, just for, you know, for capital gains, you, go, you guys got to go do this. Uh, in a city that really does not really care about COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if I'm if I'm the players like LeBron, you know, they're pissed. I would be pissed too. Right. Because I don't want to go now. I have to go over to the, I have to go to the city for no reason, uh, play an all-star game. Um, but they said, like, um, like LeBron said, if it's going to happen, I'll go, you know, because that's his, you know, that's his job. Right. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's just kind of, it doesn't make sense. The league was doing everything right, you know, with the bubble. Mm-hmm. And now they kind of just fell apart. Think about it. The NFL, they didn't have a Pro Bowl. Nope. Why does the NBA have to do it? I don't know. You know, you know what it is? What is it? It's money, bro. You think so? It's revenue. I mean, they're saying like the – I was reading, uh, I think it was like last week. Yeah, I want to say it was like on the 8th or the 9th. I was reading and it was saying that, you know, all these players are opposing the All-Star game, but – the league knows that there's a lot of money on the line because they're doing it in Atlanta because like the TNT there, it's there so they can host there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
Atlanta is allowing fans in the arena. True. So, um, yeah. So, and, and Kawhi also said too, like they, I, I remember reading a few, a few quotes. Like LeBron said, like you said, he would be there physically, but not mentally. And mm-hmm. he said, it, like you know, this game is like a slap in the fla- in the face. You know, yeah. they, they they said they they weren't gonna they weren't gonna hold one, and then Kawhi just straight up said, you know, Kawhi is, is not a man of many words, but mm-hmm. he he straight up said like the league is doing this for revenue purposes, like they want to make money and they're taking health risks to do so, and he said it's it's money on the line, it's an opportunity to make more money, and he's just not a fan of it. Plain and simple, man. Yeah, he's he just he straight up said like they're just putting money over our health and safety right now. Um. Oh. And then you got you got Giannis, who basically didn't really make much comments, but he was just like, "They told us it was we were gonna have time off. I was looking forward to spending time with my family, and and now I can't do so." That's true. It's funny, right? Like, like I mentioned, like the, the NBA was one of the organizations that was doing taking this COVID nineteen protocol to the next level, mm-hmm. and they kind of just folded, right? How do you go from having a champion with zero cases to now you exposing the players for, you know, just for capital revenue? Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Uh, the NBA should be – Adam Silver, to be honest, should be – they should be very disappointed at him. Yeah, because you got all these players that are getting it, and then it's like it's a trickle effect. Or I forget which two teams it, it, they were, but I read there was a team that had some positive tests as of like yesterday. The Spurs. So there, oh yeah, was it the Spurs? Right, and mm-hmm. then there was uh, the another Hornets. team for, for contract tracing. They had to be canceled too. Yeah, the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, dude! Like you're taking games away from all these dudes. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense, man. Think about it, man. They were calling like, um, what's the word? I was like, they were they were even mentioned it when the when that when they finished when the Lakers won the chip, that um, Adam Silver deserved like an award or something. But for what? Look at this, man. Yeah, it's like it's horrible it's, that all that was erased in a matter of months. All that was erased in a matter of months. That's disgraceful. Um, it sucks. You know, I feel for the players to be honest. Yeah, for the it's guys like, that I, they were talking to Tatum. Did you hear Tatum? No, what do you, what you know? He he got it right, mm-hmm. and so uh, oh, he got COVID. He, yeah, he and I think he recovered and everything already. Mm-hmm. And um, they were asking him like, "Are you still f- feeling like any kind of like long term effects uh, from the COVID?" And he was just like, "Well, not too many." He's like, "But one thing is, um, he feels like he gets tired faster." Uh-huh. And he's like, I, I don't want to say like it's hard to breathe or like he can't breathe. He's like, but at times when I'm r- running up and down the court, like I feel like myself like gasping for air. And he's like, mm-hmm. I feel like my lungs are really not the same anymore. And he said like they're they're getting better as, as time goes by. But he's like, you never know if you're going to return to to normal how they used to be. And and that's just like a risk that you know the league is willing to take. I mean, it's kind of just like, uh, you know, referring to your to the Tatum issue. It's very similar to what happened to Cam Newton. He got COVID, and essentially, he wasn't the same person exactly. the rest of the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So it's like the NBA is like, in a way, it's just sacrificing these players just so they can make money. Pretty you know? much, dude. And and I'm kind of disappointed in the NBA Players Association. You know, yeah. Like, did they did they not? Uh, divulge this with like LeBron, you know, he was kind of the face of the, the sport mm-hmm. at this moment. 
Do they not talk about like I I know Chris Paul, he's the leader of the right? Yeah, he is. How how did he get back? How did he get how did he get past him? I don't know, dude. Did I he feel, agree on this? I feel like maybe they just didn't run it by him. Like maybe they don't have a say in it. Uh it's kind of disappointing to be honest. Because I, I was reading that they said that last year's all-star game, bro, just for for TNT alone, it mm-hmm. generated like fifteen million dollars. Wow. Because you know they have the whole all-star weekend on TNT. Mm-hmm. So I was reading too. So they're gonna do the All Star Game on March seventh, and then for like the pregame, that's when it's gonna be the skills contest, mm-hmm. and then the three point competition is gonna be at halftime. What the hell? So it's all gonna be like jam packed into one night, one event. What about the like slam dunk contest and all this shit? Oh uh, shit! No, I don't. I don't. I don't remember reading about that. Maybe it's not there. So it's gonna be all just a one day event for pretty us. much. Do you think people are really gonna sit? I mean, fuck. I mean, I guess that they got nowhere to go, they'll watch it, right? I mean, yeah, of course, people are gonna watch on TV. They're gonna watch, yeah. but I mean, I mean, you also got to think too. You got those people that just don't care, and they're gonna buy tickets, and they're gonna be there. That's true, bro. And they're breathing the air in there. Yep. And it's like if these players are getting it there, you're gonna be in the same building with them. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed in the NBA, man, especially Silver. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody looked up to him recently, and now he's kind of just like he's putting the players' uh, health at risk. It's 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 a shame. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know how it's going to unfold. It's going to see like interesting because you know how like last year they they did a kind of like an incentive for the players at the end. And so they they try. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember it was like going down to the wire in the fourth yeah. quarter. I'm curious to see like are they a player just like whatever you know kind of like fuck fuck you Adam Silver. I don't want to play this. I'm not going to try hard. They're not going to play defense. Yeah, like how it was in the, in the old you know the past few years. Because I'm not going to lie, last year's All Star Game was dope. Yeah, exactly. They 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 were down to the wire. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just like no, they're probably just going out there. They probably do like a shoot around. They'll do like just some some shadowing, not really defense, and yeah, it's it's a disappointing. And like if LeBron said his head's not gonna be there, eh, it's just it's a bad. It's, it has just it just has a bad premonition to it. Yeah, I think they should have pulled the plug honestly, but I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. It's we'll coming up. We, yeah, we still got like a little bit less than a month to go mm-hmm. for that. So I guess we'll try and keep updates on that situation. Um, and then one last more top, one last topic. Um, I know you wanted to touch on. So if you want to go ahead and take it away, you said you want to go ahead and talk on this this Niners QB situation again. I mean, we're our. I think we started this in episode. Shoot, I kind of I can't remember. It's got to be for the past at least seven to eight episodes. Yeah, it's a a constant topic. Right, so this is the word, touching up on it again. Um, I think I'm just like, honestly, I've narrowed it down to, if it's not Deshaun, it's going to be Jimmy G. Yeah, I think so too. But I don't like that other analysts are pushing this narrative of like, oh, you know, the Rams got Stafford, the Niners can easily go pick up Matt Ryan. No, no. Nah, man, we do not want Matt Ryan. We're better with Jimmy at this point. Yeah, I honestly don't think that Matt Ryan is an upgrade. No, absolutely. A few years not. ago, yes, but now, no. And like, we're just gonna, and like, we're gonna if we're not gonna get someone better than Jimmy G, um, we're gonna gonna we're kind of just kind of giving away an asset, right? And it, he's gonna fall right into Belichick's lap. I'm sure. 
you know, and we're not gonna and we're not gonna have a good quarterback because like stats don't lie, man. When he plays, we win. Yeah, all the numbers he put up. And I get it. I get it. He gets hurt a lot. You know, you can't really fix that um, unless he unless the player Jimmy has confidence in himself. Like, hey, I got hit, but you know, it's just it's in my mind. You know, I can get through this. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, oh shit, I got nicked again, uh, and and he just takes it like, oh, I'm hurt. That's it. You know. Yeah. So if we do stick with Jimmy, it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be like a Russian roulette. You no, know? like if he gets sacked, is he gonna get up? You know. Yeah, um, that's true. But you know, from what I've listened, from what I've read, um, multiple sources and stuff like that, you know, the Niners are up there in the top three teams fighting for Deshaun Watson. Right. Um, but that's what I really wanted to bring up too. So I, I feel like the Niners and Lynch and Shanahan could possibly be making a push for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I, I was actually watching this morning and they were saying that the Texans um, front office is just saying like, there, no, there's no way. There's no way we're letting him go. He is our quarterback. He is a Texan. You know, he just signed this extension. Like he's he's going to be here. Okay, so so if that's the case, bro, he's he's not going to play, right? Yeah, he's just going to have to hold out. He's going to hold. He's going to hold out. He's going to do a Le'Veon Bell. That's fine. I feel like the Niners shouldn't get desperate and just go get anybody because oh, Deshaun's not going to be there. Fuck you. Let's go pick up Darnold or let's go pick up Matt Ryan or let's go pick up Wentz. No. Stick with Jimmy. I think if Jimmy, if he's if he's taking it seriously, you know, and and I hope all this stuff is fueling him to do better. Right. Um, I hope he comes out, bro, and just lights out. You know, he's really good. I, I like Jimmy. Now, after next season, when quote unquote Watson will be available, that's when you can push for him. Right, but, because you know, yeah, I, I mean? yeah, I'm not a fan of of trying to go get Darnold either. It's like you know, you know what? At this point, if it's not Darnold, let's just stick with Jimmy. Maybe draft a QB in the draft, whatever. But Jimmy's gonna be your starter, you know. And right. a lot of uh, and a lot of players have kind of backed him up, starting with the you know. It's, I want to say he's the face of the franchise. If it's not Bosa, it's Kittle. Yeah. So if Kittle's backing him up, it's like, okay, you know, it's looking like it's going to be Jimmy. And I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with You see all these analysts, beat writers and stuff, bro. They're just like, they like to just throw Jimmy under the bus like it's nothing. And it's like, they just, I feel like they talk nonsense. I mean, and it's just for clicks, bro. And I Mm -hmm. I get it, bro. That's how I guess guess that's how you get noticed, you know? Yeah, it's their job. You know, me personally, I don't want to go and just slander Jimmy G on social media. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't deserve that, bro. He got hurt. If he was ass, and he played the whole season, okay. You know, but he, yeah. he didn't even play. Yeah, and like we said, it could have been he was ready, and they just didn't want to play him. Exactly. They're like, all right, you know what? We're gonna hold you off and like just just keep just keep training, bro. The season's we're not gonna make the playoffs. Even though we could have made the playoffs, could have. Um, even though we could have made the playoffs, but whatever, you know. Who knows what mentality or what went into it that they were like, oh, you know, we're not going to be able to compete that far into the playoffs, even if they make it, you know? Yeah, they basically said there was no point in making it. Uh-huh. So, okay, whatever. It looking like it's going to be Jimmy G. Like I mentioned, I'm okay with that as long as he stays healthy. Uh, our offense stays healthy. They sign the, you know, to me, they signed the key free agents, which I think um, number one is uh, Trent Williams. 
Of course. He he you got you gotta re-sign him. And then two, I think it's uh Verrett. Yep. You gotta sign those two guys, man. Cause he was locked down corner. And he wants to be back. And he wants to be back. He's locked down corner. And then Trent Williams, bro, he he just he protects that blind spot. And he's key. And I, 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 to second Verrett, too, I will also say I think we need to try and bring back K1 Williams. Because, I mm-hmm. mean, he's a free agent. And, I mean, Sherm is basically <clears throat> going to be gone. You know who I also I noticed they were trying to get? I think they were trying to get some guy from the Colts, a safety. A safety from the Colts? Uh, let me see what his name is. I think it's Rhodes. No. Could be one of these guys, man. They wanted to bring some guy from the um, from the Colts. Um, but I, I've mentioned this multiple times already, Mike. The, the, the Niners need uh, a key safety. Whether it's free, whether it's strong, they need a safety, bro. But Niners need a key safety, bro. Like, honestly, to be honest, Eric Reed was good. But honestly, bro, I have not seen a key safety, a heavy hitter safety. I don't know if you remember him, but since fucking Deshaun Goldson, bro. Uh, don't forget Dante Hittner. <laughs> Dante Hittner. But I don't know if you remember, but Deshaun Goldson, bro, that no. fool came in like a rocket. And that's what I'm saying, that that defense right there that we had in that 2013 Super Bowl, I think they could have even be better than last year's defense. Dude, Deshaun Goldson, bro, he was, putting, he was probably one of my favorite freaking players on that defense, bro. And yep. I, was, I was sad when he went to Tampa, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, bro, that guy to Sean Goldson, bro. He's a heavy hitter safety. Yep, those guys were crazy heavy hitters. And uh, I feel like they need to get something on the defense side. Um, but other than that, bro, I feel like the Niners are there. Right. You know what I mean? They're, they Even with a shitty – with a they, put, they literally played with third stringers last season. Yeah. And they won, they, they won six games, and they, they were on the cusp of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, it look, it's looking like everybody's going to be healthy. Um, we're going to stick with Jimmy G. Now, we, we can win. I feel like we can win, man. Um, but, like I said, don't – let's not worry about other quarterbacks right now. If it's not Deshaun, don't worry about it. Let's just stick to what we got. Let's stick with Jimmy. And then next season, depending how next season goes, then make a decision. Then make a decision. Do we put all your chips into Deshaun? I think yes. But now, does it change if we win the Super Bowl next year with Jimmy? Possibly, kid. Or mm-hmm. I was I was also going to say, so if – well, okay, first let's answer that. So does it change? I think yes, because I think you know how – I feel like you know how emotionally invested Shanahan gets into guys, mm-hmm. those players. So I feel like if they win the Super Bowl with Jimmy – Goodbye. It's off the table. It's Jimmy's team mm-hmm. going forward. Um, what do you think? To be honest, bro, I think even if he, if I think even if he gets us to the playoffs next year, it's Jimmy's team. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. You know, Shanahan. They they've they've mentioned how much they like him. Uh, it, if we get another season like this season and we don't make the playoffs and Jimmy plays, right? It's, it's a wrap. He's got to go. Yeah. Uh-huh, you know, but so so so. With that being said, well, I guess we can't really, yeah, because it's this gonna happen in a few months. So I was gonna say, let's say Watson is off the table, draft comes around, we have number twelve or possibly higher. Mm-hmm. Do you want to draft a rookie and let Jimmy play, or do you would you rather 
not draft a quarterback and keep Deshaun on the table? Um, I say draft what you need, and I don't think we need a quarterback. No, because we definitely need some cornerbacks. We need mm-hmm. another edge rusher if we have no forward, some I safeties. Re- I really like that Sertan guy from I – th- I think, honestly, I think any player from Alabama is an upper. Yeah, I think Sertan's going to go early, though. If you if you can get an Alabama star defensive player, he's he's an instant, like, he's going to start. Yeah, he's making plays right away. Yeah, he's making plays. Um, but, you know, I don't – you know, you know Shani and you know Lynch. What if they pick up a fucking quarterback in the first? Uh, if they do that, then I think it's going to be the the rookie QB and Jimmy going forward. Yeah, and I, and I think Deshaun is off the table. Yeah, or they could use that quarterback as as trade bait. At tra- exactly that also. Um, but I think the Niners will be at least at least they'll be in the talk for Deshaun. You know. Definitely this ne- this these next couple of months. When do you say uh, NFL uh, season officially starts? Yeah, the league year is March fifteenth. Sorry, so it's coming up. Yeah, so it's coming up fast, and then from there it's going to be boom, whole bunch of off season stuff going on, and then the draft is in April every year. Mm-hmm. Because like uh, like I like we mentioned, like if it's not Deshaun, oof. But then I'm also leaving out another player that I like, and I, I know we both like him, and that's Dak Prescott. Yeah, I, honestly though, I don't know. I feel like the the Cowboys are going to resign him, but uh, I mean, those those comments that Jerry Jones made were concerning. But mm-hmm. I just feel like at the end of the day, like, did you see his, his whole Instagram thing? Oh, fucking uh, who? Hit him and Jarwin. No, what did you what did so, so, so Jarwin posted on the story something about, oh, we need to bring this guy back or whatever. Let's run it back. And then Dak posted on his story. And he's like, that's the only way I see it. Mm. So, I mean, I, I can't blame him for wanting to be there. Plus, plus, you can tell he's been an upgrade to that oh, franchise. Yeah, definitely. From the second he took over for Romo, they skyrocketed. So he has leverage on that. I don't think he's going to go. Yeah, I don't think he. I think he stays in in, in Dallas. I mean, mm-hmm. I would definitely take him over over in in San Francisco, but I don't know if it'll happen. No, um, I think it's going to be like I said, and I, I'm going to stick with this. It's Jimmy or Deshaun. Yeah, look, look, I, 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 I can ride with that. J- Jimmy can throw, bro. I mean, we wish he was mobile, and he was mobile, but until he got hurt, you know, right? He kind of stopped. I get it. You know, he's scared. Um, but he can throw. He can sling it. Mm-hmm. You know, he can throw the ball. You know, he's got that quick release. He could use a little bit more accuracy. but he can, Yeah, more accuracy and learn to just like, hey, bro, just move out the pocket and throw it away if you don't got nobody. Exactly. That's all you got to do. Don't take the sack, bro. Just fucking move out the way and just throw it away. If you don't got nobody, just throw it away. Yes, sir. It's better to have a loss down. I mean, you know, a, a, you know, an incomplete and – then you push us back, you know, five, 10 yards. Right. So that's something he needs to learn. Um, but I'm going to stick with it, bro. If it's not Deshaun Watson, which it probably won't be this year, uh, we're going to run it back with Jimmy. And then next year, depending how we how we finish the season, we, we, we go all in on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you got to keep Deshaun on the table. Yeah. As long as he's on the market, you you throw everything at him. The thing that sucks, though, is that mm. if we do that, let's say Jimmy has a terrible year, 
and then we don't draft a quarterback, and then we miss out on Deshaun. That's going to be the rough part. And there's no available, like, decent free agents like there is this year? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I think I think you kind of got – I would roll the ball and take that risk. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's a big possibility and outcome that if if we – if we roll with Jimmy and we don't draft a quarterback and Jimmy stinks it up and we miss out on Deshaun or Deshaun goes somewhere else, uh, that's going to sting. It's like, who, it's like, who are we going to rely on? Shit, it's going to be freaking Rosen, bro. Honestly, but I don't know how he, how he is anyways. Is he a bust or? I don't know. I feel like he really didn't get any time. I mean, he went to – a crappy situation in Arizona, mm-hmm. and then uh, Cliff Kingsbury came along and said goodbye. I'm taking, I'm taking uh, Kyler. Do you think he was dealt a bad hand, bro? Rosen? Yeah. Oh, I would definitely say yeah. Of course. You think he can? You think he can turn it around if he gets a chance? I mean, I would think so. He was he was a really good uh, QB at, at UCLA. Mm-hmm. So. We got to wait. We have to wait and see. I mean, he may get some reps this season. We don't know. Damn, man, that's a lot to process. He's officially back. I just feel like, the, yeah, the whole QB room and the whole QB situation with the Niners is just always going like a million miles an hour. It's always this rumor and this rumor, and then this gets shot down. So, but just like the same thing, they're saying Deshaun wants to go to the Jets, and they basically said he shut that down. Mm-hmm. And then they said Miami too, but he said he's open to Miami. But Miami said they're all in on Tua. Exactly. They said they don't want to give up on him. So which which is I mean, it's it's I feel like it's possibly right a right choice. I mean, you just drafted him, bro. You drafted him top ten. I think he was like sixth. And he did win you some games. Yeah. With his legs, nonetheless. Hmm. So I don't know, bro. It's it's a lot to keep up with, but it's something we got to do week to week. So we'll see we'll see how things go and what what else unfolds in this QB drama within the next week. It's like there's always news every week. It's, there's news literally every few hours. I feel like <laughs> with yeah. this QB situation. So well, this will be definitely be a topic a topic that we touch on again uh, in next week's episode. Absolutely. Maybe there will. Maybe there's gonna be news on a certain on certain. Q- could be, bro. Could be trades and blockbuster trades. We'll try to cover it all. Um, but yeah, man, I think that that's pretty much a wrap for this week. Yeah. Um, short week. It was a short one. Short week. Sorry, right. last week was a short week too, but nonetheless, always good. Good content being put out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a wrap. Um, yeah. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I think that's it, man. Like we'll we'll keep an eye on the QB situation um, with the Niners. We'll see how the Champions League unfolds this week, and I'm excited, man. Oh, we got to see what happened with NBA with COVID. COVID, we got uh, some key injuries too. So key, in- I just want to know. I just want to know. Will the Will the NBA finish 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 the season this year? At first, I was thinking no, but. It's looking like they're going to figure some way out. I still don't know. How, have they announced the second half of the season yet? I have not heard. I haven't heard anything about it either. So so that means that there's essentially no games after the All-Star break? 
There will be, but I mean, they just haven't discussed the schedule. And I think that's for like rescheduling purposes and like postponement purposes. Man, isn't that just weird though? Like, yeah. um, like not if, knowing, not knowing. It's like, hey, what if, like, for example, some players have other duties, you know, and they can't schedule around that. Right. So now when the NBA, if there is a second schedule comes out, how do they, what if they're like, hey, man, I can't, I can't play tonight because I got, I got this promotion thing for my sponsor. Yeah. You know, how does that work? That, see, from the start, bro, it, it was, it was bad. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna clean this one up, but but maybe you're right. There is a uh, they do manage to finish the season. Yeah, I feel like maybe they might have let these players know, like going into it, how it's gonna be, and let the organizations know. And you know what, bro? I guess you know what? Maybe this is a hot take. Maybe this is too early to predict. I'm going out on a limb, bro. They're gonna do another bubble. I I could see it. You know for what? Playoffs. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I think for once playoff hits. Another bubble because they don't want to have any postponements. Mm-mm. Um, they got they're gonna they're gonna have to do it before the Olympics. Yeah, I mean it's it's the same thing that baseball did last year. They did the once they hit the playoffs, they they got to not a bubble, but they did a bubble for the World Series. World Series, but the playoffs were like at two specific sites only. So just I, like um, just like the Champions League last year. Yeah, you know they played in Portugal. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man. I don't know, dude. We'll, we'll see. Definitely a lot to to dive into and and watch for uh, over this next week until we record again. Yeah, um, I mean, t- to be honest, bro, I haven't seen any improvement from last year. No, really, uh-huh. it's it's, it's twenty twenty just poured onto twenty twenty one. Yep. I don't see I don't see any difference to be honest. I know we already got freaking uh, spring training starting for baseball too. So let's see mm-hmm. how they're going to handle this pandemic still going on. Like, people really thought, bro, back in November that we were going to be in arenas this time this year. Yeah. It goes to show that we're not going to be I – don't, I don't see full arenas, bro, to like – Next mid, year. Mid, mid next year, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I know like in L.A. there had already said like if – if things would have went back to normal, they still wouldn't have done like any sporting events or concerts or anything for all of this year. Really? Yeah, they said they're just trying to trying to keep it safe, keep it low key. I mean, that's the I mean, that's the best. But but shit, I don't know because then if if shit would have opened up, you know, they're gonna want to make money. Of course. So we'll see what happens. Know, dude. We'll see what happens. That is officially a wrap for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we got. The, the the big announcement that we've been speaking on, we're gonna unveil it next week. We'll do it in, in next week's intro. Yep. Um, so stay tuned. And yeah, thanks for for, for tuning in. I'm excited, man. Good good got stuff some, coming. Good stuff coming. Yeah. Good stuff coming. Uh, like you said, baseball is starting up. Basketball is just getting into really the the latter half of of the season. If if it happens, so we'll keep you guys updated week to week, and we will see you guys next week. See you next week, man. All right, man. Stay safe. Be safe. Have a good weekend. Yes, sir. Mask Go watch up. some sports. Mask up. Stay That's safe, right. man. Stay safe. Hey, everybody, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Sanitizer. Do what you got to do, man. Let's get rid of this virus. Shit. All right, bro. All right, man. See Take you it next easy. Week. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.